0: Hello. (laughs) Um, hi. This is another episode of The Road Trip Podcast with me, Avery. Maybe someday we'll have like a, not a co-host, but guests. But for now, it's just me. You get the pleasure of listening to me. The premise for this show, in case you haven't listened to the previous episodes, what are you doing here? Go watch, watch? Hello? Go listen to those. Um, The premise is that I drive quite a bit long distances and I talk my thoughts out loud and um, figured why not just record them? Why not just let other people hear them? So that is what we're doing. Uh, Previous topics have included Formula One race car driving, um, work stories, visual novels, whatever my brain Sophie is, like, talking about in the span that we are in the car, that's what I'm talking about. I kind of thought maybe I would talk about some of my favorite movies and or movie nitpicks today. We'll see where it goes. I kind of just came up with a general premise and then was like, well, I'll figure it out when I get there. But now I'm there, so, (laughs) um, we'll start off with, um, Movies that I like because I feel like I like to clown on movies and then I never recommend any and people just think that I hate every movie and I really don't. I love movies a lot. It's one of my favorite pastimes is watching movies and um, oh, that was a bridge. There's the other side of the bridge Um, and enjoying them with people and, you know, experiencing them for the first time, things like that. Like I'll never forget the first time I watched Clueless. Okay. I'm gonna stop right now before I finish that sentence. I will be spoiling a lot of movies today. If you, I will say the names of the movies before I spoil them. If they are movies that you want to see, fast forward a little bit and see if I'm done talking about it. Cause I will be spoiling a lot of movies while I explain plots and my problems that I have with some plots and things like that. Okay, I feel like I should say that right off the bat. I will be spoiling movies. Usually when I talk about things and recommend things, I try not to spoil them. But considering this whole episode is going to be about movies, and I'm sure I will make more episodes about movies because that's how much I love them, um, I have a feeling I will be spoiling things. So, um, do with that what you will. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Like, I remember the first time I watched Clueless and i got to the end and she started making out with paul Rudd's character who is essentially her stepbrother i was like what what do i what do you mean what, uh, gross i don't i had to like i was i was watching it at night and so the next morning i got up to my mom i was like mom have you ever seen clueless and she was like yeah and i was like did i misread or was she not making out with her brother and she was like well they're not technically blood related and i was like Ma'am, that does not fix anything. What do you mean? That's still gross. I don't care how much I love Paul Rudd. I would not make out with him if he was my brother. My stepbrother. Non-blood related. Still, that's close enough. In a court of law, that shit's not gonna fly. Some judge is gonna go, I don't know. I don't think that one's gonna work. It's like the same people who shipped... um, I remember when the first season of the Umbrella Academy came out. And everybody was like, oh my god, Allison and Luther, and I was like, okay, I get that they're not blood-related, but they are, like, siblings. Like, legally, they are siblings. That's not gonna work, and also, I hate Luther, so get that- get out of here, dog. You. Anyway, speaking of the Umbrella Academy, this this isn't even a movie, but I'm gonna vent this topic while I'm here. Aiden Gallagher, he is the guy who plays Five- in the Umbrella Academy. You know the really cool character that everybody likes? Right. That's Aiden Gallagher. Now, Aiden Gallagher as a person. He's interesting. I uh, I don't think I like him. I think... Because I love 5. That character has so much swagger. So much charisma. He's funny. He's got really cool powers. I love number 5. But Aiden Gallagher does not contain any of the same charisma. And I he's awkward i don't like him he i i don't like the vibes that he gives but i love number five so i forgive it anyway um (laughs) point is um now i think i've gotten to the segment where i tell you my favorite movies so number one these aren't ranked in any particular order uh because i don't think i have like well i do have a favorite movie but also like i don't at the same time i don't know so oh my goodness sorry so this is the movie that i say is my favorite movie if people ask but there are a lot of movies that i like it's definitely not the best movie but i i like it it's going to be speed racer now (laughs) this movie came out in 2008 when i was at the bright young age of four years old it is directed by the Wachowskis, which are the same people who directed all three of the Matrix movies. And so basically how this movie got made was that the Wachowskis directed all three of the Matrix movies and then Warner Brothers was like, hey, um, so we saw what you did with the Matrix. That's like really cool. Everybody really likes those movies. So like if you could make another We'll give you any money. We'll give you all the money you want to make another movie that people are gonna like, like The Matrix. And the Wachowskis made Speed Racer, which is an adaptation of a 60s anime that is not very good. I would argue that the movie is better than the original anime it's based off of. And the movie is widely considered to be not great by a lot of people and i love speed racer and i don't know if it's nostalgia or if i'm just seeing something some people aren't i know my mom can't stand the movie um but i like it i think it's kind of fun i think it's enjoyable you know um it's it's uh, the basic uh, plot it has to do with the main character, whose name is Speed Racer. Yes, his first name is Speed, and his last name is Racer, okay? His dad's name is literally Pops. Like, they call him Pops through the movie, and I'm just assuming that they're calling him that, like, dad, but then a lawyer shows up to their door and is like, is Pops Racer here? His first name is Pops, okay? And they have a monkey named Chim Chim, and the, de- the-, the-, the detective, his name is literally Inspector Detector, okay? They kept the names from the original 60s anime So all their names are messed up But that's it's fine uh, <laughs> So basically anyway The, the plot is that um, Speed Racer is this really Really good up and coming race car driver And he races for his Family's independent racing company And he gets an offer to race f- to For this really big company But then he decides not to because he doesn't really trust Big companies and so then That guy tells him about how all the races are fixed, and everybody is just, you know, you know, doing it for the cash, and nobody actually does it for the love of racing, and Speed Racer, of course, is like, what do you mean they don't do it for the love of racing? I love racing! And so then the rest of the movie is him kind of, like, trying to prove that you don't have to buy-in to the big companies that fix races to win and I mean obviously he does end up winning because his name is Speed Fucking Racer and you know it's it's really cool the movie itself visually is takes a little bit of getting used to um, the film was al- almost entirely filmed on green screens um, and then they, they put that shit in and it was made in 2008 so You know what for 2008 i don't think it looks awful but it definitely looks a little rough sometimes and it takes a little bit of getting used to but once once you're into it you're into it i found like you know anytime i show it to somebody they kind of like look at me weird for the first like five ten minutes and then you just kind of get used to it you're like okay this is just what we're in for for the rest of the movie and you just go yeah because it's based off of a cartoon i would argue speed racer is one of the few anime to live-action adaptations that's actually decent, and I think it's probably because they keep a lot of the aesthetic and looks and the feel of a cartoon because most of it is technically animated in that it is like you know CGI. And um, but I think it's really good. I think it's really fun. Emil Hirsch plays Speed Racer, and I I, I love Emil Hirsch. Um, I heard that he beat somebody up one time I'm gonna pretend that didn't happen and that he's done no wrong because I'm sure he has done wrong I just don't care enough to have a problem with it like I remember the first time I I joined Twitter um Speed Racer was trending, mind you, the movie, not even the TV show. And uh, Emil Hirsch tweeted, I'm like the Twitter groundhog. I come out every like four years and Speed Racer is trending. And yeah, he does. Also notable YouTubers who also like the Speed Racer movie are Shane Midday of uh, Buzzfeed Unsolved and The Watcher fame, as well as Aaron Hansen of Game Grumps fame. They both like Speed Racer. So fight me um, <laughs> Uh, but I I love that movie a lot. Um, another movie with Emile Hirsch in it that I would recommend is Into the Wild. Yes, I believe that is the name. Um, it's based off of a book of the same name and the book is based off of a real life event. I say that the movie is based off of the book and not the real life event because some of the stuff that is in the movie are it's information that the author includes in the book, but was like later found before the movie came out to not entirely be true. Um, cause some of the stuff surrounding the story was a little up in the air, but, um, so it's based off of the book that's based off of the real life event. So the real life event is that, um, Chris McCandles, uh, was from a very rich family, um, his dad worked for NASA, I think, you know, they were very well-to-do, but, uh, eh, thoughts, hello? Um, Chris McCandles, he went to college, and he graduated from his four-year, and he was set to go to law school, but he decided instead to, um, burn a lot of his money, and then, um, go live on the road. So basically the remainder of his life is him hitchhiking from place to place working periodically. There's a bit where he like kayaked down some river and he worked on a farm in South Dakota for a while and um, all of this is leading up to him living in Alaska. So Chris McCandles whole deal was that he wanted to live off the grid. He felt like society had tainted humans somehow and that Um, existing in a world of constant surveillance and with things like monetary, you know, needs and not living with the land were not the way that he wanted to live. And so his goal ultimately was to live in Alaska off the grid. So he lives, he's doing the backpacking thing for a while and then he goes to Alaska with, with a gun, some food, that sort of a situation, crosses a river, and he ends up finding a empty bus that got left there from a construction, um, like, the, like, they were like building paths or something. Anyway, point is, it got stuck there. There's nobody living in there. So he lives in this bus, and so he he's stocking up food, and he makes it through the winter, and he's living. He's not doing awful, but, you know, he's not doing great either. And so, he, oh my goodness, again, spring comes, he makes it through the whole winter and uh, spring comes and (laughs) spring comes. (laughs) Oh my God, that's awful. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Spring arrives. And he tries to go back the way he came to, you know, get out of Alaska, because he's running out of food, you know, he's like, okay, well, you know, I lived here for a while, maybe I'll come back. Uh, And so he tries to leave. And the river that he crossed to get there, all of a sudden now, is a lot faster and a lot wider than when he crossed it originally, because when he crossed it originally, it was summertime and it was running rather low but now with all the snow having melted and you know spring rains the river was rather wide and so he doesn't think he can get across it now without drowning ironically if he had gone up the river like two three miles there was like a like a like a gondola bridge situation but he didn't do that so he goes back to his little his little van and um tries to keep keep surviving out in the alaska wilderness um The actual cause of his death is a little up in the air. Um, We know that he was very malnourished and not eating properly. So the debate is like, did he eat some berries that poisoned him, which is what they show in the movie. Uh, We don't know if that is entirely true. But we don't know if, you know, he ate berries that poisoned him or if he really was just malnourished and died of starvation. Or if he was eating the wrong types of food, you know. Because you need, know, like, a varied diet. You can't just eat meat all the time, which is what some people think that he was doing. Um, we really don't know why he died. But he died and up in, up in his little van up in the Alaskan wilderness. And sure enough, about two weeks later, uh, a couple of moose hunters are coming through. And they find this van. They open the door. And they're like, oh my god. It reeks in here. And um they find Chris Candle's dead body. Get that out of there. Um his family has been looking for him this whole time, mind you, but they couldn't they didn't find him. Uh, cuz he has a sister and then his mom and his dad and they had been looking around for him the whole time cuz they don't know where he went. And then he when he was out um hitchhiking and traveling around, he went by the name Super Tramp. Uh but, you know. So Ironically, Now, this isn't in the movie. The movie uh, ends with him dying. But in real life, Chris McCandle's death led to swaths of people hiking into this unpathed, unmaintained Alaskan wilderness to try and get to this bus where he died because they agreed with his ideas on um, society and that humans shouldn't be living as they are. And ironically... 12 rescue missions had to be sent out to save people who got trapped up there just like Chris McCandles did Uh, I don't remember if people died I feel like maybe a couple of them did but I don't really remember 100% so I'm not going to spread misinformation but I know for a fact that they had to send out a whole bunch of rescue missions to try and save people who were stranded up there um, with Chris McCandles' bus and then um, they ended up airlifting the bus out of there and put it in a museum so that people would stop hiking to find it. (laughs) Um, Anyway, so the point is Into the Wild is the movie based off of the book. Based off of this real-life event. Uh, It stars Emile Hirsch. It has Kristen Stewart in it. I believe... Okay, I don't remember the actor's name, but there is a actor in the movie. He plays this old fellow. Um, It's probably one of the best parts of the movie, but um, I believe he got an (laughs) Oscar. (laughs) Oscar? i believe he got an oscar for his role but um yeah it's it's a really good movie uh it used to be on netflix i don't think it is anymore but it's a banger it's pretty good i enjoy it and then another movie i like i like uh little women both the older version and the newer version I love them both equally. They're both very good. I love, uh, oh God, Christian Bale. I love his Laurie so much. Um, I love Timothy Chalamet's Laurie as well. Uh, They're both amazing. I love the movies a lot. Um, They're both fantastic. I would recommend watching them a million times. I watch them all the time. They're like my comfort movies. They're bangers. They're really good. Uh, I, I used to always clown on Timothy Chalamet because I think he looks kind of goofy. Um, I never understood the appeal of like thinking he was really hot. I thought he looked a little silly. But after, I feel like at that time I had watched a lot of movies where he played like an asshole. You know like in like, Lady Bird he's not nice. He's kind of a meanie. He's kind of a little stinker. And I had seen him in something else. What was it? Um, Oh, I saw him in that god-awful Netflix movie with Leonardo DiCaprio and Jennifer Lawrence in it. Don't look up. I saw him in that, and I didn't like him in that either. And I was like, bro, what? Which I guess is a testament to his acting, because I love him as Laurie. Uh, I really do. It's so good. Oh my god. Watch Little Women, please watch them both um another movie that i enjoy is is um i had it oh the social network oh my goodness do not get me started on the social network I, it's too late i i run this show i get to pick what i get started on and it's the social network that movie's a banger dog I, okay it's about the founding of Facebook. Now, I hate rich people. I really do. I think that nobody needs $7 billion and you certainly don't need to do nothing with that money. Help people, at least. But, you know, they never do. So, I started this movie not thinking I was really going to like it that much. I had never heard of it before when I found it on Netflix. And I turned it on as background music while I cleaned my room. And then I, soon enough, started watching it. And it wasn't background noise anymore. And now I love it with all my heart. Uh, it is, like I said, the founding of Facebook. It starts off with um, Mark Zuckerberg. That's his name. Uh, not the actor. <laughs> not the actor. What was that? Jesse Eisenberg plays Mark Zuckerberg. I think I'm just not to say the actors' names because I don't remember half these characters' names. Um, Jesse Eisenberg as Mark Zuckerberg. It starts off with him uh, at Harvard and he gets dumped by his girlfriend and then on an angry rampage he makes this website called FaceMash and then eventually he gets the idea to make the Facebook from the Winklevosses played by Army Hammer. It's a set of twins. They were originally they actually went to the Olympics for rowing, but the Winklevosses played by Army Hammer. Who, if you believe the rumors is a cannibal, but that's entirely up to you, I guess. Did you answer please um did you ever see the movie mirror mirror with army hammer as the prince of snow white because i think about that all the time anyway so it has jesse iceberg as mark zuckerberg the winkle as hello army Hammer is the winkle bosses, and then it has andrew garfield as somebody that i don't remember the name of that is the one character that i can never remember the name of I, Eduardo, Eduardo Saverin, oh my God, built different. That's his name, that's the character's name. Character, that's a real life person, but Andrew Garfield plays Eduardo Saverin. He has this iconic scene toward the end of the movie where he starts shouting at um, Jesse Eisenberg, I'm sorry, my products are the cleaners, along with my hoodie and my fuck you flip flops, you pretentious douchebag. And he has this whole rant that goes with it too, but oh my God, that scene is so good. I would watch that whole movie over and over again just for that scene. Um, it's a wonderful movie. The soundtrack is good. Uh, the, the plot it jumps back and forth between um, Jesse Eisenberg's court cases that he's having with Andrew Garfield's character, as well as the uh, Army Hammers characters, because uh, the Army Hammer duo are <laughs> are suing um, Jesse Eisenberg's character over stealing their idea, because they kind of gave him an idea for Facebook, and then Andrew Garfield's character is suing him over kicking him out of the company that he helped found, because he put down the money for Facebook, conceptually, and he kind of got kicked out of it. Justin Timberlake is also in the movie as, um, oh god, what's his name? I can't remember. He's some other, like, hotshot CEO type situation. I don't remember the character's name now to save my life, but that is his deal. He's in it. He doesn't sing, but that's okay. It's a good movie. I would recommend it. Very good, The Social Network. Uh, next, what's another movie? Another movie, I don't know. I can talk about some of my pet peeves that I have. Uh, I hate Dutch Angles. Anybody who knows me knows that I hate judge angles. Uh, basically, if you don't know what that is, it is when the camera is is tilted ever so slightly, uh, and opposed to like being level with the ground. It tilted just a little bit. You see it a lot in like horror movies because uh, it's supposed to like put you on edge because it's like, whoa, the camera is slightly different. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that, but sure. Um, I don't really like. I don't like it. Oh my goodness, I'm pulling on today. I don't like it. I like, I still like them. They bother me. They're not bad all the time. Sometimes they look okay, but very rarely are they used correctly, if you ask me. I also, okay, so Marvel movies, here's my issue. I wish that they were better. <laughs> to put it simply I so I was really really into the Marvel movies when they were first coming out I was very 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 dedicated all the way through Endgame I cried during Infinity War you know I, I saw them all I watched everything I could I owned merch I saw a bunch of movies opening night I made the commitment to that Marvel lifestyle and I I don't know if it's because COVID hit and we had a break from the movies coming out or if these new characters, I just don't care about them or what the deal is exactly, but I find that the more recent movies that they put out, things like Black Widow and Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness and, you know, um, what's the other one that came out? The one with Harry Styles in it. <laughs> uh, what's that movie called? Fuck. Um, oh my god. It shows me how much I liked it. That one. Whatever it's called. Uh, my problem with these is I feel like they've been pumping out the movies way too fast and there's an oversaturation. I haven't gotten a chance to develop an attachment to these characters because by the time this movie is out, you're putting on another one. Like, I just... I i liked the third spider-man movie in the marvel the marvel timeline mostly because it had the other two spider-mans in it and also i love spider-man he is my one of my favorite superheroes everybody loves spider-man i will watch any movie with spider-man in it he's great fantastic charismatic i love oh my gosh i love him so much and the movie is really, it's all right. I, I don't know if it's actually good or if I just like the Andrew Garfield is in it, you know? Uh, <laughs> nothing will ever beat seeing that movie in a movie theater. It was crazy, it was insane. But point is, I think that they're, they're pumping out the movies too fast. There's an oversaturation. And I found that I care less and less about each progressive one that comes out. I liked Shang-Chi. I think that one is very good. Um, And I think maybe it's because it is almost entirely detached from the rest of the Marvel movies. Like, it's not trying anything too crazy. It is almost entirely separate from the rest of the franchise. Same thing with Moon Knight. Ironically, the TV show that they put out, I really, really like Moon Knight. Um, I thought the TV show was really good. And it's almost entirely detached from the rest of the Marvel canon. Like, you wouldn't know it was a Marvel product unless somebody told you or you just assume because it's a superhero you know which isn't a bad thing to assume but I just I really think that they're putting out too many I think they're they're the CGI is definitely falling off it's not as good as it used to be for sure and it's just it's not it it's not good they need to rethink their rethink that they're doing that's all I'm saying anyway my voice is starting to get scratchy and I think I need to take a break after stressing about the Marvel movies for a while so um I well I think I'll leave this here I'll definitely do another episode about movies I have a lot more hot takes I need to talk about a lot more movies I need to recommend but um again she's getting a little scratchy I think I'm gonna have to call it But thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. I hope that you have a fantabulous day. And uh, ciao. See ya.